Better. Okay. The reading uh, is from, taken from the Passion Translation, and it's Psalm 139, and we're using verses 1 to 6, and then also verse 17 and 18. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hands on me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. I just want to introduce Janice to you uh, and commend her to you as um, a person whose uh, walk with God has left me hungry and so excited for more of him. Um, she is uh, very softly spoken and today even more softly spoken because she's been fighting a cough. So lean in. She's speaking as loud as she can um, and spoke a lot with us yesterday and yet is still standing to speak to us more today. So um, bear, please bear that in mind. She's doing her absolute best to get her voice across to you. But every word is worth hearing because um, there's just so much in her story, in her journey um, and in her character. So Janice, thank you for your wisdom and your kindness, your compassion and your leadership. Thank you, Tanya. Good morning, lovely, lovely Pembury Baptist Church people. You are so honouring. We felt so welcomed by you yesterday. Um, there was such goodness and kindness in the way that you, you kind of brought us into your family. Um, you fed us, um, you were very brave in all the things we asked you to try out for the first time. But most of all, in the worship, I was just so touched by the sweetness of God's presence. There's something very special here in the way that you honour and welcome the Holy Spirit. It, it's just that sense of lingering that you will give him time and give him space and place to be with you and that's just something that's so beautiful. I've been um, very blessed in many ways in my life in terms of travel and had the opportunity to see some wonderful sights but for me there is nothing more dazzling than the beauty of Jesus when we behold him with the eyes of our heart and there is also nothing more beautiful than having the opportunity to gaze into the eyes of believers who've just worshipped Jesus because I almost feel I need sunglasses to stand here and look into your faces. 
Um, Tanya read that scripture so beautifully for us and the reason I chose it is I want to speak about the wonder of how our beautiful Lord is so fully engaged in each of our individual lives but in the lives of everyone around us. He is so intimately aware of every detail, of every thought, of everything that is happening. And um, I just wanted to encourage you and perhaps even provoke you, if you like, into considering ways in which we can all engage with the Lord to give people an encounter with Jesus in everyday life. Now, I'm not an expert, I'm on a journey like all of us, and we're none of us here to perform. We're here to relate to one another and to Jesus. And you might think when I share some stories, oh, it's all right for Janice. She's just one of those naturally courageous and outgoing people. But it's quite the opposite. Um, In the past, whenever I shared the gospel or prayed for the sick, I was really occupied with my presence. I was occupied with how I was performing, how I was coming across. Or I was very occupied with the other person's presence, like reading to every little quizzical frown on their face, and I was perceiving how they were viewing me. So in actual fact, what it came down to was it was all about me. It wasn't about the Lord, it wasn't about them having an encounter with the Lord. And I found, for me, the biggest breakthroughs came when I became increasingly aware of God's presence in the moment, increasingly getting a revelation of his astounding love for me, but even more so for that person near me, and witnessing his passionate love pursuit of everybody around me. So it's come for me to just stopping trying um, in my own strength, and stopping relying on any kind of methods or techniques and quite simply turning my attention and my affection, as Tanya said earlier, being present in his presence. It's just recognizing he's here. And just in that moment of recognition, allowing yourself to receive his love, because in his love, there is such shalom, there's such peace, there's such rest, that beautiful old him, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and those dews of quietness, it's all that striving ceases, and you can just be. So he speaks in many ways, and he will speak differently to every person. Um, We learned yesterday, didn't we, Isaiah 55, 8, that God speaking, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, but in John 10, 16, he promised as his sheep. We're all the sheep of his pasture, we can hear his voice. So I want to just talk to you a little about ways that God can interrupt other people's days with kindness through you. One of the ways he quite often will do that is that um, he might just give you a sense of a picture, a fleeting sense of awareness that something isn't quite right. Or he may just speak to you about somebody you're walking towards. The very first time this happened to me was perhaps one of the most dramatic, and that was perhaps because he wanted to get my attention. And I was actually walking from the church I was in at the time 
back to the station, minding my own business, and there was a homeless guy just a little bit ahead of me, and he was sitting on a suitcase and holding his shoulder, and I just felt drawn to him. I mean, there were lo I was in Brighton, loads of homeless people around, but I felt drawn to him. And I went up to him and I gave him um, a little bit of money towards some food. And I just said, oh, just wondered what, how you are. And he said that in the night, someone had tried to get his case off him. And in the struggle, he dislocated his shoulder. But he was new to Brighton. He didn't know where the hospitals were. He had no money to get there anyway and wasn't sure what to do. And I just felt God's warm my heart towards him and offered to pray. And... I said to him, I've, you know, I've just come from church, I'm a Christian, I would love to pray for you and just see what God would do. And he said, oh, I went to Sunday school as a child, yeah, 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 that's okay. Now, I've been taught in our church to not just dive straight in and start rattling off prayers, but just to pause and ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what, how should I pray? So I wasn't actively praying for him at all. I was just standing there and I said, Jesus, meaning this is a private conversation actually between me and Jesus and I'm just going to ask him how I should pray. So I just said Jesus and the guy said what the blankety blank did you just do? And I said I didn't do anything, I was just about to pray. And he said no, I felt a hand manipulate my shoulder and it's gone back into place. Now, I don't know who was more freaked out, <laughs> him or me, but he jumped up, he grabbed my hand and kissed it, and did this kind of like jig around me, and gave glory to God, grabbed his case with the arm that had been dislocated, and said, I'm off to get a hot meal. And I was just left gawping on the street, thinking, what, what just happened? Now... That is, I think, almost the kindness of God. I've never had anything that easy, that traumatic ever happen since. But it just so caught my attention, not only how God wanted to demonstrate to this dear man his power, his love for him, but the power that is in the name of Jesus. I just said, Jesus. And I don't know what he did, whether it was an angel or the Holy Spirit, but the guy was healed. Something else that I've found has happened is that I might be in a cafe or somewhere and I might just get the faintest kind of picture, image in my head. And um, I was once in a cafe and I just kept getting a picture of a rainbow. Every time I looked, so if I look over to this gentleman here, it's like every time I just looked over to this person, I just got in my head this picture of a, a rainbow. Nothing more than that. And in the end, I just felt this pull towards this lady. And um, as I was getting ready to go, I just approached her and I just um, said, oh, can I just ask you, are rainbows significant to you? And she said, oh, well, why would you ask? And I said, well, I'm a Christian and I'm just practicing hearing from God. And every time I looked at you, I just kept getting a picture in my head of a rainbow. And she just burst into tears. And she said that rainbows were her favourite thing in all of the world. And she was a Christian. She had very advanced cancer. And she had felt really cut off from God. And she was feeling like he didn't know her situation, didn't love her. She was like believing that lie, if you like. But just the fact that God would speak to me about rainbows, which was her absolute favourite thing, made her feel known by God, made her felt known by the Father. 
And whilst we were talking and um, she was sort of coming to, there was a verse that I just know in Zephaniah, which is, the Lord quietens me with his love. He rejoices over me with singing, and it kept coming in my head. So I just shared that with her, and she was said, now I'm really blown away. That is my favorite verse in the whole Bible. So I just said to her, it was busy cafe, can I quietly just sing over you? I don't have the best singing voice, but I just felt to just sing and affirm over her, and she just felt covered in God's love. Now, I have no idea what happened. I don't know whether it touched her cancer. I don't know what her journey was going on from there. But that was Father God interrupting a precious daughter's day with his kindness, with something really remarkable. I could not have known about her love of rainbows. I could not know her favorite verse, but that's how much he knows about us. And I find that sometimes um, when I'm around people, I can get what I'm always would think are like sympathetic pains. It's like you can suddenly get a physical sensation which is equating to something that they might have. And when that happens, and it's, it's just not something I normally get, I kind of pay attention to it. Now, obviously, as you age, unfortunately, you do tend to get more physical maladies going on in your body. So if I were maybe always getting, say, pain under my left toe, and I always got pain under my left toe, I, if I got that pain near somebody, I would also be saying to the Lord, you know, is there something else with this? And I was just boarding a train one day, busy commuter time, and as I walked through the open doors, I got the most brain-numbing earache. I, I never get earache. It was a crowded train. There was one seat I could see, and I sat down. And as I sat down, the pain left me, which just seemed really curious. And I thought, I wonder if it's to do with the lady I'm sitting with. So I just started chatting to her, just, you know, sort of busy train, you know, making the usual brick conversation. Busy train, isn't it? And she said, um, I'm normally very chatty, but I'm not feeling well. And I said, do you happen to have a really bad earache in your left ear? And she's like, how do you know? And I said, I was a Christian practicing hearing from God, and I just had that impression Um, That was the case, and when I got that kind of thing, quite often it seems like it was God wanting to touch that person and bring them pain relief. And she said, oh, I don't believe in God, and just looked out of the window. And I said, well, I do, and he clearly understands your pain. And I just felt prompted from the Holy Spirit to say, would you like to be rid of the pain? And I think she looked at me with a bit like, that's a blindingly obvious comment, Um, but she said, yes, I would. And as she said, yes, I would, she went like that. And she she was doing this, she said, my ears just popped and all the pain's gone. So interesting, isn't it? She agreed with what Father God was offering her, would you like to be rid of the pain? Even though she didn't believe in him at that point, said, yes, I would. And he was like, great, the pain can go. And we spent the next 15 minutes till I had to get off and change trains, and we spoke the entire time about the love of God, um, about what it was like to, to sense God in our daily life, and she went away with a heart that was clearly now seeking after him. So with all of these things, these aren't badges of honor. These are just what he wants to do around us all of the time. We can sometimes be very rushed, And um, I find I used to, 
almost refer to the Holy Spirit at periods of times as the Holy Interrupter, because it always seemed to be when I was running from one place to another place that he would get my attention. And I think that's really good for me because it wasn't like I was looking for somebody to pray for. I was consciously aware of him, but I was on a mission to something else. One day I was just rushing to a bus and I passed an alcove in a shop doorway and I just heard this phrase in my head, go back, just a prompt, go back. So I thought it was go back and give the guy some money. So I went back, grabbed some coins and gave the guy some money and purposefully and intentionally went for this bus I needed to catch. But as I started walking, I got in my head again, go back. So I went back and I said, oh, hello, it's me again. Um, And I thought, I wonder if there's some pain in his body, if there's something that he needs. So I just said, um, it may seem a bit strange, but have you got any pain in your body, particularly in your back? Because I kept getting this phrase, go back. And um, he said, well, yeah, actually, I've been sleeping on the seafront and I've put my back out and that's why I'm here in this alcove. I really can't move too much today because I'm in so much pain. And again, I always just say, I'm a Christian, I'm practicing him from God, I don't want to be heavy with them, it's always giving them an opportunity. And I just said, um, could I pray for you to be healed? And he agreed that was okay. And I prayed with him and he felt just some warmth. But I felt in my head, this phrase kept coming, go back. I was just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, like, well, I've prayed, I've come back, is his back? And it almost was like a dawning, say, say, go back. So I said, I'm just going to speak to your back, go back into place. And as I said, go back, I heard him gasp, and he said, something's just shifted in my back. And he felt able to move. So from that experience, I just wanted to say that a lot of the time, the Holy Spirit wants a conversation with you. He'll give you a little kind of piece of information. He's so relational. He just wants to draw it out. He wants to work with you and through you. And these kind of encounters for God kind are for those around us out of his heart of love. So our job, if there is a job, isn't to focus on the need but on the goodness and nature of God. And he'll get your attention in a specific way if he wants you to. Um, I just get that sense too, that whatever God wants from us, he intends to give us first. I've always found he's the initiator. So if we, as I said, if we can be bathing in his love, um, you can get that sense from the Holy Spirit that he's with you, he's so relational in these things. And I've found amazingly actually outside of the church people are quite longing to have spiritual conversations Uh, they are willing to listen and particularly if they are touched by Jesus in that way I once um, had an extraordinary situation where I was in um, one of those um, shopping malls where they have the that big area you know in big shopping malls you can get that area where they have all the cafes and you go and you sit and eat And I was just eating at some tables and I overheard two women having a discussion about the terrible shoulder pain one of them had. And I didn't want to interrupt them. They were obviously clearly friends and having a good time. But I just felt God's love for the lady with the shoulder pain. 
And so I waited till they were ready to move, because again, that was less awkward for them if they really didn't want me to, to pray for them. And so there, as they were starting to get coats on, I just said I couldn't help over hearing. Um, and I just wondered if I could offer a few things. And I, I like to give people alternatives, so they don't always feel like I'm just offering prayer. And I said, I, I know the name of a really good physiotherapist, and I just wondered, which was absolutely true, um, if you would be interested in knowing about that person that I could recommend, or I'm a Christian, and I would love to pray with you and just see what God would do. She seemed reluctant, but the friend who was with her said, you can't afford physiotherapy. Come on, what's the problem? What have you got to lose if this lady prays with you? So she said, okay. And I just prayed a gentle prayer with her. And at that point, she said she felt like a tingling and the numbness in her shoulder receded and the pain seemed less. So something got deposited and that was it. And I moved back to my table, they thanked me. I was just about to have another sip of tea when the woman this side said to me, were you just praying for them? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, it must be nice to have people pray for you. And I noticed she was wearing a big gold chain um, cross. So I said to her, oh, does that cross have any significance for you? And she said, oh, yes, but actually I wanted to buy one with the little man on it. <laughs> so that kind of gave me the level. <laughs> so so I, I explained who the little man was. <laughs> and that it was the little man who had just improved the pain level in that lady's shoulder. So we had this incredibly long talk, <coughs> excuse me, must be about half an hour, about faith and about Jesus and who he was. She'd never understood it was relational. She never understood about coming back to the Father. And at the end of a good 30 minutes, she decided she wanted to dedicate her life to the little man who now was her champion. <clears throat> and was, she wanted to become Lord of her life. So isn't it amazing? I mean, God didn't give me... I wouldn't have felt drawn to her necessarily sitting there with just her big cross around her neck. And I overhear somebody speaking about their shoulder. I don't know if she ever got any more improvement than some mild pain relief, but just her watching that, and it's just amazing how he, he deals with our steps. So it's just being aware that the Holy Spirit's always moving, He's always talking, and we can just make ourselves available, and then he puts his ability on our availability. And it's just being um, mindful that it's not um, any concern for us to worry about if we miss it. I am telling you some lovely stories there. There are many times when I have seen somebody, seen something in a hurry and thought, ah, I haven't got time. But don't beat yourself up, you know, you're not so super special, I've realised, Janice, that if you walk past somebody, God's saying, that's it, I can never get, you know, I can never draw them to myself. He will cause someone else to come around, but he's offering you that opportunity to just get in that slipstream with him and be a responder. You know, we have, the Americans talk of first responders, don't they, first aid people. And I just think of it like we're God responders, we're responding to his invitation. The other thing um, I've just been very aware of too is that it can be very, literally very, very basic. I, this is literally basic. I was coming out of the cubicle in some public toilets, 
going to the sink to wash my hands. And I just had this random thought in my head. Now, often when I find the Holy Spirit speaking to me, it feels like my own thoughts, but I just get a little sense I've learned to develop of that feels like God rather than me just imagining that. And the thought I had was, thank the next person who comes through the door. Kind of random. But I, as I was washing my hands, I, I agreed, yeah, whoever comes through the door, I thank them. The next person through the door was the cleaner. So I just said to her, um, I just really want to thank you for doing such a great job here. Really appreciate you know, what you're doing. And she teared up and she said, I've worked here for five years. No one ever makes contact, eye contact with me. I've got friends who work in retail. People smile at them, they thank them. No one has ever even looked in my eyes or thanked me. And as she was saying that, I just got this random little faint picture in my hair of a backbone. Just really faint, really random. But I went with it and I just said, I just wonder if you got any pain in your back. And she said, oh yeah, yeah, it really, it's really a problem for me to lean into the sinks and lean into do all the, the jobs I have to do. So I just said, you know, I would love to pray with you and see what God would do. She was a believing Catholic. She said that would be wonderful. So I prayed with her and she felt a vague warmth and then we prayed some more. And then she said, like she just let out this massive sigh and she just said, I just felt love like I never thought was possible. Now, I don't know if her back was ever fully healed. I don't know whether, you know, she still struggled bending over. But Father knew a way of getting to her through this little conversation in my head of thank the first person, thank her, see a picture of her back, pray for that. But actually what he was after was, she was a believer already, but he wanted to just saturate her with his love. And he is so beautiful. So my main thing is to say, as long as we interact with people in a loving and gentle way, you have interrupted the day with kindness at the least. I've never actually had anyone refuse. And even when I've prayed with people and nothing has seemed to happen, they have invariably said, I can't believe you did that. No one's ever prayed for me. No one's ever stopped to, to even stop to speak to me. He, he knows what he's after in their heart. And I'm just amazed at the beauty of him desiring to partner with us. So just um, some practical insights before I finish. If the Holy Spirit shares something with you, quite often I have found it comes really quickly. It can be quite faint. I mentioned it yesterday. It can be more like a butterfly flitting through the thought rather than what I would love, which is some massive advertising board going, Janice, stop for her. It would be so much easier. But he's relational and he, he wants us to learn in the journey. So if you do get something, just practice just asking him what it's about. And, you know, resist that it's just you. And a model for praying, I think, is simply this. Relax. Just rest. Just recognise his loving presence and just speak to the pain or whatever the need is, very simply, and tell it to go and love the person. One of the things that most causes you to grow is cultivating that awareness of his presence because we're operating out of his love and his goodness and his rest. And it's just stop trying to heal and trying too hard. 
And remembering it's his, the one in us doing it all. We're his co-workers, aren't we? Um, and he will guide us. And the biggest key to, if you are interested at all in growing in any of this in your journeys, is unfortunately you have to step out of the boat. <laughs> and you do need to decide to go with it. But in many ways, we don't grow without sharing what we've received, do we? You know, it's the classic Christian thing that we are receiving from him and it's not just all for us. There's an overflow, there's living waters we want to release. So how aware of you are you of the value, the wonder of what you carry around with you everywhere you go, with your co-workers, with your neighbours, and when you're going out. I love this quote um, from a guy called Robbie Dawkins. He says, we are not called to be spiritual recluses or trail blazing burnouts. Rather, we are called to be friends of God who live a life of intimacy and impact as we simply do life with God in a naturally supernatural way. So as we end, I just want to pray these verses from Ephesians 1.17 over you in the Passion Translation. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as he works through you. Amen. very powerful and um, I love what you said that he puts his ability in our availability um, and the power of your stories and we can take those stories with us and we can share them and um, there's power in that as well so just um, take a pause if you're just still receiving um, we are going to say uh, goodbye to the online streaming now so uh, if you're watching now or you're watching later in the week uh, be blessed uh, know that uh, you're loved and that you're welcome with us. So uh, thank you for joining us.